to those pets out there that are listening, uh, <laughs> I do love you. I just don't want to tour with you. Sound Seekers, welcome to yet another edition of Sound for Thought, a podcast that uncovers the reasons why people make music. I'm your host, Andrew Schultz from Redefining Records. Today, I'm ecstatic to be sharing with you a conversation I had with Tyler Blue Broderick of Diners. We talked about all sorts of stuff like bread, coping without live music, making your own inspiration taking care of plants, day jobs, the joys of making juice, and skateboarding, and also the World Series of Baseball. As per tradition on Sound for Thought, you will hear an original track by the guest before the interview in case you aren't familiar with Diner's music. This will give you a sense of Tyler's sound, then after the interview, at which point you will have gotten to know Tyler on a deeper level, We'll close out with another original track by Tyler, and perhaps, I hope, you will experience the music differently. If you'd like to support this show, Sound for Thought, please follow us, rate us, leave a review on whatever podcast listening platform you use. You can keep up with us and find other cool stuff on our Instagram, at Redefining Records. The most amazing way for you to support us would be to buy a t-shirt from our website, you can do that at redefiningrecords.com slash merch. Also exciting news, Sound for Thought is soon to be only one of two podcasts produced by Redefining Records. We've got a new show coming. It's going to be called Bands, Beers, and Buzzwords, hosted by the talented and funny John Pagliosotti of Delta Dagger. So keep a lookout for that. Follow us on Instagram at Redefining Records to get updates about that show as well. All right, now we're about to jump in. Here's the track Cup of Coffee by Diners. It's my personal favorite off of Tyler's latest record, Leisure World, released in 2020. So stay safe, be kind, keep making cool shit, and enjoy the show.
quite a meal as much as it was just bread and olive oil. Okay. I got, yeah, I was like, well, I don't really want to eat a meal because, um, I don't know, not that this was like, I like woke up hours ago, but for some reason I was like, oh, I don't, I, I'll just make food after I do this interview. But then I was like, eventually I got hungry and then I was like, well, what's going to be good for for my voice olive oil so yeah just yeah not a very but it's like this fancy fancy bread that i got this this olive bread i like really briny type food so it's like kind of worked that sounds good i'm actually pretty fascinated by like people's eating habits and and diets i mean you said you were you don't eat meat that's true. We are, we are not, um, sorry. I, I just took a sip of, I, I will be done with all of my. <laughs> <laughs> You're consuming. Yeah. What, what, one second. Let me just finish off this coffee real quick. Oh, take your time. I mean, I'm going to be sipping coffee the whole time, hopefully quietly, but. Okay. Then I won't chug it. Then there'll be some ASMR. This is like ice in my iced coffee right here. Oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. There you go. That was the ice. That sounds. It sounds like you like undid a, a little like latch to open up a a top. That's like not. It didn't sound like classic ice. Yeah, I think that was because I have a metal straw in my cup. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So it's kind of like I have the straw against the ice. Classic ice. Cla- not a classic ice sound. That's not a sentence that I've heard before. I don't think. You know that classic. Si- I sound. <laughs> you could um, put that in a song. Classic ice. It sounds like I'm not saying the words classic ice. It sounds like I'm saying something else. Classic ice. Yeah, it kind of rolls together. Yeah. I don't know. I maybe we'll maybe we'll talk about songwriting later. I don't eh, know. Maybe. I don't wanna 
It's not a requirement. Okay. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to sound like an idiot this early in. Or maybe I've already. Maybe I've already done that. But my goal is for us both to sound like idiots the whole time. Okay, then I'm on the right pod. I think we're doing good so far. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I. I'm officially done trying to sound like I have anything smart to say. I only, I only have, I only have the, the, yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything smart anymore. Well, I feel like people say more interesting things when they're not trying to sound smart. So I think that's good. Like people who are trying to say smart things are probably really boring to listen to. I would say. Well, I, th- I think there's like a particular kind of like, I know what I'm talking about thing that I was going for, oh, mm-hmm. like for a while. And it just doesn't really work for me. And not like I was like trying to sound pretentious, but I think I was like, I think, I think I realized I was just like, uh, I would like read back something that I said and I was like, well, like I actually feel the opposite sometimes. So what am I, what, like, what am I actually saying? Um, yeah, no, I I feel like that all the time, honestly. Yeah, I'll do. Yeah, I I don't know if you're a Beach Boys fan. I'm picking up vibrations. She's giving me excitations. I feel like the way that Brian does his interviews is even if he doesn't give you true information, it is true to that moment because he says a lot of stuff that will is just straight up false. If you like just about, I mean, not just like about dates and like, uh, and like who was in the room at this moment type stuff, but just like very like, just stuff that doesn't make sense. I mean, some of it is just like dates and like whatever, but, uh, but yeah, it's like, he will give you, he will tell you what feels right in his heart, whether it's actually true in real life. Yeah. uh, I think, uh, I think there's something to be said about that. Definitely. I mean, it's very like present. It's all, you know, being in the moment, which I think is super important. Yeah. I mean, all the time. Yeah. I mean, he historically gives the most whack interviews. Um, So it's like, it doesn't, it's not an advantage for him, but maybe his fans like that. The fans who like seeing an old man, (laughs) basically, and not a music genius that is actually going to teach you something. Yeah. I guess I guess people like both things. I'm I'm sort of partial to the wackiness personally. Yeah. Well, it was funny because I I saw him in concert and I was talking to another person who saw the same concert and they were like, "Oh, I was I was really bummed out after the show and during the show because Brian didn't really sing very well. He very he like didn't really play much at all. Like he was definitely having one of his like off nights, I guess, where he was, w- it was probably like really in his head. And, mm-hmm. and like for me, like I saw that show and I was like, I'm getting like the real thing. Like I'm getting like 
exactly what I was hoping to be. <laughs> not what I was hoping. I always want him to be in a in a positive headspace, but like I'm seeing like a true show. Like I'm seeing yeah. the real Brian Wilson, like kind of fumbling, saying the wrong words, not singing the right melody. Meanwhile, there's like a backing band that sounds like Las Vegas or something. It's just like, it's just is very, uh, I don't know. It's very funny. Yeah. I mean, you were saying it it was, it was truthful. Yeah. It was like, and it was honest. It was like a Mm. part of, it's a, it's a different side to him that is equally him. So I like that too. How, How are you doing without the lack of live music in your life right now? Or with the lack, I should say, not without the lack, with the lack of live music. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Uh, you see, you you know who you're talking to. I, I'm not, I'm going to, I don't know. I, 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 that didn't make any sense what I just said. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you, you also, you also overthink your words is what you're saying, I'm guessing. Um, I just say stuff and then, and then a few seconds afterwards, I'm like, wait was that coherent um, yes that was a feeling i just had yeah. yeah anyway but you answer the question my time right now without shows feels weird i really wish that i could like i, w- I would love to attend be attending shows just it does feel weird to not kind of have a uh uh, an experience like I like a I feel like whenever I, I see shows and like see my friends play like I'm, I feel like I'm always bound to have a transcendental experience watching people perform whether it's even a good show or a bad show even mm-hmm. I've I've definitely like been like I don't even like what I'm seeing but like I'm having a really good time <laughs> like feeling like the music like the vibration on the wall like if I'm leaning up against the wall it's like I'm like I'm absorbing music and that it, or an experience and that feels good and I do really miss that I feel a little bit lost without that and it's kind of had to make my own inspiration because I I usually will like see a show if I see a show that I really like, I usually come home and will like write a song, whether yeah. it really reflects that or the the experience that I had or not. It just like inspires me. But without playing shows, it's really really hard to tell what I I think I don't know. It's really hard to really hard to like write a new song and not be able to like kind of throw it against the wall and see if it sticks where like, I don't know. I used to like, I I would perform a song live that was like half baked and like, I would know if I like, I would know if it felt right or if it felt wrong immediately. And that is kind of a, a funny thing of like, I guess you kind of, it's really helpful to have people around to, I don't know. It's just like it, once it escapes your, your room, like that's, you can kind of see it for what it is a little bit easier. And yeah. So, um, yeah, I kind of miss, kind of miss that quite a bit. But, Definitely. Yeah. It's like, uh, I mean, it's, it's feedback. It's, it's the best form of feedback really. 
I think that's how I remember reading all about Pink Floyd's uh, methods and they were, they were all about that, about performing. They had performed like the music. I don't remember if it was for dark side or if it was for the wall, but they just performed all the songs like hundreds of times before they actually put it on a recording. Hmm. And that's how supposedly they were, they say they were so successful. Yeah. And it's funny because there's the, I was reading Neil Young's biography, which I decided I didn't like, but um, it was fine. It was just an advertisement for his Pono music playing device that didn't uh, do so well. That's yeah. like what that's like what the biography felt like. Yeah, um, he like kept coming back to it as if it was like I don't know. It, it was just it was just weird. But anyways, he talks about there was like some really in, insightful stuff in it. But he talks about how he doesn't like to perform new songs live anymore with, if they're not out on a record because he doesn't like that people can like record it and which is like kind of funny because people have been like bootlegging live tapes forever yeah but i guess the internet does make a difference it, it, like it, it does make it different uh, i don't know but uh yeah i don't know i i but i, I but i think the uh i think it's really nice to like play a song that you're like cool i wrote this earlier today let's like see if this is worthwhile or not and sometimes it's not worthwhile but sometimes it is and or like yeah it just like helps you make your mind up about the song kind of yeah how often do you find that you have something you're really excited about that does not go over well does that happen very often or is oh, it usually yeah. what you think it would be i think that the things that i like are not the things that other people like about <laughs> the music so yeah, there's plenty of things where I'm like, oh, this is so cool, this rocks, and then I play it for people, and it's, like, pretty lukewarm. Or yeah. or just, like, not even a real... Or just, like... Or just, like, I don't even know. Like, I don't, are the, like, is this a polite... Are people being polite, or are people into this? And that feels weirder than having a no, like, we don't want this. I've never gotten yeah. we no, we don't want this, because people... That's are, good. Yeah, that is good. But in certain cases, I wish I would have gotten a better response like that, like a a yes or no. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's like um, a concert for a musician is a little tough to to read the room. I mean, you know somewhat, but I'm I'm thinking about it in comparison to like a comedian who knows immediately if a joke works because like either you get the laughter or you don't. But like a musician doesn't really doesn't really have clear feedback most of the time. Sometimes it's obvious, but like you said, you're not really sure. Nobody's ever going to like, well, hopefully nobody's ever going to boo you. Uh, I'm sure. Have you ever been booed? Is, or Yeah, I've like been, that? definitely been booed. Oh, man. So I guess I kind of have had the, no, we don't want this. But not like not like a, like there was just, I've just had jerks in the audience. Yeah, and, yeah. So not like I've, I haven't had a mob of people say no or boo me uh, <laughs> like you hear of 
like I, there was the I, I don't even know if this is true or not, but there was the rumor that like System of a Down got booed off stage at the Oz Fest, and I remember being like, "What? Like th- that could happen? Like you could set up and start playing and then just get booed off stage?" I was like, I was like fourteen when I heard a bit that rumor, probably, and. Uh, and I was always, I think I was like really afraid of that. Like people are going to be that mean to you, but that's not really the, not really the case. Most of the time, I don't know, maybe, maybe in certain, certain music communities, that's more of a thing. Maybe. But, I, I kind of hope not. <laughs> I, yeah. Those are, those are some tough, uh, tough gigs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, without, the ability to you, you kind of mentioned how seeing live music as a as a fan going to see other bands you like and your friends perform is a big inspiration for you to write new songs and now you kind of have to find your own inspiration what are what are some ways that you motivate or inspire you yourself really i don't have a I don't have a great, great answer for that. Oh, that's okay. My answer is not listening to music. That's interesting. Yeah. I feel like just the kind of the, the, what, what has been really working for me is I try to put down one idea I don't know. I don't, well, I, I don't like creating like these rules like, oh, I have to set down one idea per day, but that's just kind of what happens. Like, I think what it is, is if I have an idea, even if I think it sucks the second that I put it down on paper or on a voice memo, just like, just don't, don't get rid of it or like, don't forget it just to have it. And you can always come back to it. And what's, I've been going back to those ideas and some of them are really like not even like some I don't know some of them are just like not like they're hard just a couple notes but it'll inspire something out of me to I don't know I'll just expand on it and insert in some way or it'll just yeah I'll it'll something totally different will come out so I think I, I guess I'm just trying to set up a good routine of not shooting down ideas immediately and not, um, not, yeah, not just like scrapping things. So, but yeah, I, but I think that I've just kind of been like coming back to, I mean, I've been coming back to demos that I did in 2017 and, going like, oh, wait, why, why did I think that sucked? Like, (laughs) like that's, that's good. That's good. Let's roll with that. And so, uh, I don't know. I've just kind of been on, on that wave of, uh, like I've been there, like, it's just been super, it's like, it's just been, I've just been in my own bubble and yeah, that's all I can do. I mean, yeah. And I want all like watch music documentaries and the behind the music type stuff, because that's always really fun. But then I always try to make music that sounds like those behind, like whatever it is, like I'm like watching or listening to. And then like, 
And then I always get confused because I'm not those people. Like yeah. I'm not, like, I, 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 that's not, I'm like going against my, my natural grain to, to change up my process just because I was inspired by this grateful dead documentary or interview. Like, I don't know why, I'm, but like, I would need to change it up. Everything's fine. Just keep doing it. Yeah. They, they had their process. I have mine. I'm not a, I, I don't know. You're just test, testing it out a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. you don't identify with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, what what will happen is I'll like watch, I'll be like, oh, this, you know what? Maybe this song could be really, maybe this could be like my, um, I'll get really into like Nick Lowe or something that is faster or something. You gotta be cruel to be kind in the right measure. A better example is like I revisited the Ramones and that was really fun. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I have a song that could like maybe do that. And then I tried doing it and I like, tr- I just eventually it was just like realized I'm like, no, I'm just like trying to force this outfit onto this song when that's not what the song wants to do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I get that. I think it was interesting how you said you, you try to stop listening to too much other music. You're kind of going for like the clear head, uh, walk in the woods type of thing where you, where you want to let your mind wander, kind of stumble across new ideas on its own rather than overload it with content, which I think is something everybody kind of struggles with is like consuming too much content these days. Yeah. I think, I think it's not so much the, the walking in the woods alone as much as it is just trying to be really intentional about what I'm consuming. Yeah. And because I, I mean, yes, if I'm just at work and I'm on my work break and I like my, what I would do is I would just like pop in my headphones and put on music or a podcast Kind of for, sorry, it's very noisy in my neighborhood right now. It could be me too. That's okay. okay. We're just going to roll with it. I feel like with, uh, obviously, COVID is forcing us all to just record from home. So it's a reality yeah. that we cannot avoid. It's background sounds. Don't don't feel bad at all. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll just have to be really in, yeah, I'll just have to make sure what I'm saying is really good so you don't have to edit it. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So the construction workers, yeah, down the street, like, you know, like you, yeah, you don't, we don't want to make it too obvious that, uh, I don't know, I don't know what I'm, what I'm saying. Anyways, I got, I distracted myself because I got self. That's okay. I have, yeah, yeah, I have construction outside my house too. Yeah. Um, But yeah, everything so far has been terrible. I'm going to cut this whole interview actually. Honestly, probably for the best. <laughs> you owe it to your listeners not to uh, not to uh, bore them, but uh, but oh my god, what was the? So question? I think uh, we were talking <laughs> about 
just uh, quieting your mind. I, oh, I yeah, use yeah. the walking in the woods thing. You're saying not so much that, but more. Yeah, I've definitely done that. And I think that is definitely good to just like to just get away from consuming stuff. And I guess like I'm just trying to get some better habits with what I consume. And it's like, yeah, like I would just like blast my ears with a song and then immediately go back to work. And it's like, wow, like I had I had 15 minutes to like chill out and like like let my my brain like chill for a second. But I like chose to just blast it with something that it that it didn't really like want necessarily. Like unless I'm I just want to be really intentional, like about what I am putting into me and what I what I want to like I want. If I if I do listen to music on on my break, I want it to be because I like can't stop thinking about a song that I heard or something. Yeah, and I have to listen to it. I'm curious if I don't know if you mind telling me if you don't, that's okay. But you you've mentioned work a couple times. What is your what is your other job? Oh, I work at a grocery store. Wow. I okay. Yeah, I work at. I work at a grocery store. I am a, yeah, I am, am not doing a super glamorous job. Just, I'm not even doing a very good job at being at the grocery store. Uh, but, uh, I don't like the customers. I'll be honest. Uh, (laughs) I don't like them. They're really rude. Uh, so yeah, but I'm just a cashier. I'm just, I'm just doing the i'm just punching in codes on a computer yeah is that do you do you choose to purposely do a job that is like doesn't take up too much mind space so that you can focus your your energy more on the music well it really does take a lot up a lot it takes up more mind space than any other job that i've had okay because Unless, yeah, I mean the the store that I'm working at is incredibly busy, mm. and so there's never there's never like a moment where there's not somebody right in right in front of me, and so it is kind of it's a lot more demanding. And it's funny because I I first when I started working there I was making juice and I loved it. Oh, I wouldn't sound fun. Nobody would talk to me. I wouldn't have to talk to anybody. I was just there to make the juice. And I loved that. And then they're like, we, they're, I think they, I don't know. It's kind of funny. They, they phrased it like I was getting a promotion, but what it really was, was a cashier was quitting and they needed a cashier. Um, <laughs> and so they were like, which, which I did, I did get a little bit of a pay raise. So it's like, I'm, I, I should be grateful, but I think that I would gladly go make the juice again just because I got to like not, I, I just, I don't want to talk to people all day as part of my job. I just yeah. want to be able to, to let my mind wander. And so that, that is a, I don't know. Yeah. So this is a weird job because I'm not very good at talking to people all the time. I'm not good at talking to strangers. I'm not like, I, I can't. I really it it really disagrees with with me and 
So I need to figure something out. But yeah, right now I am just, I don't know. And I've been working like six days a week. I just, uh, I just started working five days a week as of this, like as of this week. That's good. And yeah. And that is a, like, I feel really grateful that I have a job. I feel really grateful that I'm able to, I mean, be able to have like a couple days off and I feel I'm incredibly lucky to be able to afford my rent and, and buy gear that allows me to record music, which gear is really silly, but it's it's, fun. Yeah. It's not, it's never been my thing. I've never liked gear. I'll be, I'll be honest. I, I, I respect those who know things about gear that can talk shop about gear, but my eyes glaze over. That's okay. Yeah. I'm not, thank, I'm not a huge you gear, Thank you for your service. Oh, I, I, if you were a gearhead, I would say thank you for your service. Um, yes. I appreciate those people too. Yeah. Cause somebody has to sift through what is like good gear and bad gear. Cause when yes. I hit up my audio friends and I'm like, what do I get? exactly i that's when i appreciate it but if it's yeah but if somebody's like oh i just got this new re20 and it does does this i'm like like you'll have to write that down for me please (laughs) i agree i agree i i only basically personally purchase the necessities and so i don't have a lot of gear and i don't know much about a lot of gear but like you said you kind of rely on those people who are super into it to get their reviews and their, and their insights and stuff. So, uh-huh. And to any gearheads out there, the, I said the new RE 20, it's not a new RE 20. There's no, I don't think there's, <laughs> a, I don't, there's not an, it's the same RE 20 for, I don't know. I didn't want, and now I'm, I don't want to sound like I don't know anything, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I know what I said didn't make sense. Whatever. The gearheads are going to come after you. Yeah. They're, they're going to be pissed. <laughs> okay. I want to transition a little bit because I'm interested in learning about how musicians got into music. So kind of one reoccurring question I always do is to ask about your childhood musical experiences. Like, at what age did you kind of start playing music? Did you grow up in a musical household? Were your parents musicians? Why, can you just give us, kind of paint us a picture of how you, how music kind of came into your life from a young age? Yes. Okay, the year was 1992. My mom was talking to the my mom had a like a family psychic like family channeler and i guess my i guess my my mom was like pregnant with me and asked uh, the channeler like or i don't know i guess they were just talking about me i don't really know if my mom asked or anything i think this person just said that music is going to be very important so make sure that music is kind of always within reach and I didn't really learn I didn't really learn that story until maybe like 5 years ago or something but 
it kind of made sense. I think that music was always very encouraged and I didn't start playing music until I was 11. But the funny thing is, is so that was my mom, my dad's house, which a uh, different, different household. Um, my dad, I was, I get, I don't really know what I was doing. I guess I was, I, I don't know if I was just like snooping around or whatever, but I found a guitar in my dad's closet and I would bug my dad if I could play the guitar and he would say no. Why my dad had a guitar, I have no clue. I think <laughs> I think it was just a thing that like, like it was just it was just this really cool harmony like guitar from the 70s. And I don't know. I think he I don't know if it was his or if it was his brothers and for some reason like he had it or whatever, but but anyways, I saw this guitar and I would ask if I could play it all the time and he would say no. And then he went out of town one week. And so I just got the guitar and I think I like asked my stepmom and my stepmom was just like, sure, go ahead. And I think by the time that my dad came back from his trip, like his work trip or something, I had like kind of learned a few songs on the guitar, just like the, 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 the classics. Smoke on the Water, yeah. Iron Man, uh, Seven Nation Army, yeah. Um, but uh, which was like, which was like on the radio all the time. Seven Nation Army at the time, but. Um, Yeah, so I think it became like a little bit harder for my dad to be like, "No, you can't play the guitar." When I when he was like, could see me actually like playing guitar, and I was such a spaz. So I think it was kind of. I think my dad just thought I would be too rough with the guitar, and music completely chilled me out. Uh-huh. And and so and and I became very disciplined with playing guitar and I would just play for hours and hours. And so it really became like a, like the, the centerpiece of my whole world as soon as I started playing. And, uh, I can't, I feel like I'm getting, I feel like I've been talking a lot about being very, very little with the guitar. I don't know if, if that is relevant to the question or if that answer the answers the question. Oh, perfectly. Uh, I mean, it was more uh, a grouping of questions that I sort of threw at you to get a story like that. So that's exactly what I was looking for. Cool. What kind of, I mean, you mentioned Seven Nation Army and Smoke on the Water, you know, the classic, even even now and even in basically since those songs have existed, those have been the classic songs to first learn when you pick up a guitar because you can just play the three or four notes on the E string or whatever or on the A string for seven nation army. But what kind of music was with you at that time? Like as you started to play guitar, were there any bands that kind of blew your mind and made you think like, okay, I need to learn how to play that song. I was virtually into every band that I heard. Okay, I loved, like, I just was like kind of, I just loved rock music, basically. I mean, it was it was the type of thing where it's like I we're, my brain couldn't really tell the difference, b- like between like 
like there was no difference between like listening to like ACDC and the White Stripes, which was like those were very big bands. Like I I couldn't really like if you in my brain, it's like if you liked rock music, you liked both of those bands. But that's yeah. not, not really. I mean, maybe if you're well, what's funny is like Guitar World magazine was also something that I got really, really into and like had a subscription to. And that kind of just blends everything guitar. So it does kind of make sense that I would like it, but I really think I appreciated everything that was in front of me and whether I understood it or not. So the, the very, the album that the CD that got me into music that even before I started playing guitar, I was for some reason, my grandparents gave me a Billy Idol's greatest hits album. And they don't remember this. They don't really, they don't really, it was very strange. It was for Christmas. They gave me this CD and I was like 11 years old. And yeah, I was like in fifth grade. And for some reason they gave me this CD and it just had a huge impact on me. And I like loved it so much. And I thought, that i was yeah i just like thought the songs were so fun and so that i don't know that's like the first music that made me be like oh like rock and roll is so cool and if it expires pray help from above still feel you mentioned how you were kind of a fan of everything especially just basically any guitar music is that how you are today still or i'm always interested to know if there's a type of music that you dislike i think i like anything that i i kind of have this thing where it's like i don't think i have good taste of music i think i have no i think i have no taste in music and I think that is kind of better than having bad taste in music. But yeah, I just, I think I, I think I, if I, if I listen to music and I feel like the intentions about it are weird, like, like, oh, this is just like, they made this song so they could make, not like they could, so they could make money, but just like, if, I don't know, like, I, you know, it's just like, if I if I if I get a whiff of like oh this is just like to cater to like a very specific audience that would like open up doors for a band like if I get into that headspace where I'm just like I'm like there's something off about why this band would do that yeah that turns me off and it, it, and that's like kind of a weird like naughty it's like there it's it doesn't even have anything to do with the music itself because it can, I don't know. Yeah. Cause they could still be making choices that I like, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's like, there aren't genres that I dislike unless there's like, unless it's like incredibly offensive and hateful and racist, uh, which there are, I, there's a lot of that music out there, unfortunately. Yeah. But I think the, but that's like, to me, that's not like a whole 
that I don't know. That probably is like there are probably just whole genres that are hateful. But like I think that there's like I I don't I don't uh, I don't I don't know. I think I can get down with what what anybody makes if I if I think it's like true. Yeah. Or true to them. Yeah. So going back to you with the guitar, age 11, you get the Billy Idol CD from your your grandparents. Mm -hmm. And did you know from that moment or from, you know, the time that you were just starting to learn that this was something you were going to fully pursue? Or if not, what was, what was the moment in your life where you decided, you know, playing music and writing songs is, is more than a hobby for me. Like this is what I want to do. I think I just knew that probably pretty quickly after playing the guitar that it was my whole world. Yeah. It was, it it was really apparent. And the thing, the thing about, I mean, and it kind of is true still in certain ways, like, when I get into something, I get really, really deep into it. And so it took like no time. Like I was, before I was into music, I was skateboarding every single day. And, and then I just switched to the the guitar and then I don't know. Yeah. And, and that's like kind of this thing where I, I think that my, not that I like am trying to use these things as a, like, to find a personality, but I think these things just kind of become my personality and like music is all I do. And like, even to the point where like nowadays I, I, I get so, so deep into something or like I'll get into a new band and it's just like all I'm, all I listen to for a while. And yeah, I don't know. I get that. I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I get super into things. Yeah, it's it, it's hard hard not to, in my opinion. Yeah, I find one of my biggest struggles in my life, honestly, is that I have so many different things that I want to get into. There are things that like pique my interest, and I really want to just do like a deep dive into this, deep dive into that, and there's just not enough time to do to obsess over all the things I want to obsess with. Can you give an example of something that you're you're curious about getting yes. into? Yes. Um, so like, well, quarantine. Okay. I'll give you two examples. So, so quarantine happened. And one thing that I got into recently that I was not into before was, was making cocktails, like craft cocktails. Okay. And I'm, I'm not really even a big drinker. I mean, I just an average amount, but like I stumbled across some YouTube channels, uh, Steve, the bartender and the educated bar fly on YouTube. And these people, there's this whole community of people who are just like really into making, you know, it's almost like alchemy, but like super fancy, cool mixtures of ingredients. Um, and it, that really piqued my interest. And I, so I've sort of been getting to that at the same time. Recently I moved to Seattle and there's a disc golf course right across the street from my apartment. So now I'm trying to learn how to play disc golf better. Excuse me for, for sounding like uh, uninformed is that frisbee yeah it's it's like uh they're kind of like small frisbees 
they're not like a full the type of frisbee you would throw at a beach, but okay, yeah, like smaller disc, and it's it's this sport where you you, I mean it's it's called disc golf because it's kind of like golf. You do like a drive, like a long throw, followed by shorter throws, and you're trying to throw the disc into this basket, this which has like chains in it to catch the disc. Yeah, like the cage looking thing. Yeah, exactly. Cool. So those are some examples of random things. That sounds really fun. Yeah, just kind of like random mixture anyway, but there's just like so much to do and I still have all my old obsessions like listening and reading and writing about music and trying to play music a little bit and cooking and watching baseball. I'm a big baseball fan, so I just have too many hobbies is my complaint, I guess. I mean, that is... That's really beautiful because you know there are people out there that don't even... They like... There's people that out there that don't even know what they like, you know. That's true. So that's that's really exciting. I I think that that is a very fortunate thing for you that it feels like you can like effortlessly like step in, not like step into it, but like there's just like things that pique your interest. Yeah, you know, like and and it's just like all of a sudden, it, all of a sudden you're like interested in something new. That's fun. That's. That makes me feel better about it. Thank you. Yeah, and also, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be so great when when uh, whenever whenever people are hanging out again, you'll have this cool like you can make people fun drinks, yeah. and they'll love it. Yeah, it is nice to share it with people. Totally, exactly. That I I totally see that appeal, and uh, and and I also have friends that have kind of been on a similar train of of a. Uh, learning how to make cocktails. Yeah. I've talked to quite a few people who started because of the quarantine. It is a popular uh, pandemic hobby. Yeah. Yeah, this is, it makes sense. Like it totally, totally checks out. This is such a strange time that it's like, well, what I I don't know I'm not gonna I don't, I don't really I don't know this is it's just I don't want to get too depressing but yeah, uh, but yeah I it kind of, yeah it's like one of those things where I I think as far as I can tell everybody in in most of my friends have been consuming drinks a lot more but have not quite worried me just yet so I'm things yeah it's yeah. You know, I think that's a good way to summarize it. Yeah. Until then, we're, I don't know. Yeah. So stepping back a second, just to, we kind of touched the surface of this, but with the, with the last question about you kind of always knowing that music was going to be something important to you. And it was, it wasn't necessarily like one moment where you knew you wanted to do it forever but it's kind of just been a part of you but the kind of main question i always like to get to on this show and the thing i'm most interested in is kind of the why of things you know i read a lot and i talk a lot with people about the what and the how of music you know like how this song works what made you Mm -hmm. use this chord or these notes but i'm also really interested in the why of things and so I want to know, and I'll ask you, you could kind of take it different ways because it's kind of a abbreviated question, but why do you make music? Well, 
at this point, it's the only thing rattling in my head. And I am happiest when there is a song in my heart, which sounds really silly, but like, but it's true. Like when I'm walking down the street or if I'm at work, ignoring these customers and just, I'm like humming a, a song that is like a song or a song to be or whatever, like that is the, that is like where I am. That's where I like to be. That feels really comfortable I really enjoy like it it it's that's just where I prefer to be. It feels right. And music for me has always kind of been like a I I describe it as a beacon. Like it is something that is off like it's off in the distance and the like if I keep following it like not like I have to trust that good things will happen because that's kind of up to me but like when I am following that light, I come across, I come across like a lot of really important things. And I come across, like I meet friends and I meet, uh, like, I, I, yeah, like I meet people that really inspire me. And I, I kind of through music have kind of created my own little world. I mean, I, I'm just, but I mean, that's, in my head, like I have like my, my own world, but like, I'm actually a part of like a big community. Obviously there's like, there's a big community in music. And I think, I don't know, it's music has just introduced me to so much that when things feel tough and scary, I do just what I know. And that's just follow music that, and that, I don't know why other than just, I love it. It helps. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, it's the, like if I try to justify why I do music, it's like, that is a, I feel like playing music is a, an important contribution that I can make to uh, my friends' lives, which I, I feel like music has always been about, or music became about like friend, like friendship and music kind of became intertwined uh, once I started going to DIY shows. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's like, and I, and I, I think that the, like the best times that I've had in music were playing shows to only my friends when like, because there was no real, like the other bands that like played that show, like those were, the like a lot of the best shows just because it was just so fulfilling and I don't know yeah it just feels like a like a, I feel like I am being it, it's weird because I don't want to sound like I am doing this big service by playing music but I think that it when I certainly know that when my friends make music like it affects my life very positively so yeah I don't know I guess that's, I guess that's, I guess that's it. I'm like looking around my room. Like, is there a, what, like, is there something I can touch on that'll help explain this point? But no, I don't know why I'm like, <laughs> like looking like there are like supposed to be cue cards or something, but, um, uh, that was great. No, that was yeah, great. cool. I, um, I, 
I feel like that makes sense. I feel like our physical bodies kind of mirror our minds and you're doing that in your head right now. You're like looking around for all the different reasons and the things you want to touch on. So you're probably just mirroring it with your body. Yeah. I think I was like, oh, I'm getting further away from the microphone. I need to get closer. That was good. And I, I would agree. I don't think you sound pretentious at all to say that you're doing a service for other people. You've, you've done a service for me as somebody who's listened to your music. So, Well, thanks. And the, I mean, you doing this podcast is such a, is such a service too. So like, th- thank you for, thank you for doing it. I can't imagine starting a podcast that, and like, just because I know how to start a band and I know what that looks like. And I know like, yeah, you kind of get started by like, you play these shows and you do this and you do this and you do this. But like, I feel like starting a podcast, it's like, I feel like it's very hard to get people to trust you at first. Yeah. Um, And I, I imagine that, uh, that is something that you've encountered where like, I mean, yeah, you reached out to me and, and I feel really bad and you can, you can take this part out if you want, but I <laughs> noticed that you reached out to me before on Instagram and I didn't see it or, oh, okay. or some, or like, I felt really bad. And so, uh, oh, you sent know. me that email. You can leave this in actually. I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter. I don't know why I said that, but you can, uh, but you sent me that the email asking me to be on, on your show. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, uh, this sounds familiar. <laughs> and then I like looked at it. I was like, Oh shoot. I'm a jerk. But, no, um, you're, not, you're not. But, um, th- that's a thing. I, uh, I like music. I don't like being on social media. I understand no. that completely. But yeah. But anyways, you, yeah, you doing this podcast, having to reach out to people is really pretty it's like a i think it's a kind of a weird position to be in and i really appreciate that you were doing it and just well, appreciating music that you like yeah you're welcome and th- and thank you for saying that and don't feel bad at all because i know how it is with i mean it's kind of funny even though i do this and i spend a lot of time on social media i also am not like I'm not like a natural to, to being on social media and I know how annoying it can be. And I know people don't always check their messages and I know people don't always check their emails and I never take any of that personally because people are, I know you're busy. I know everyone's busy and I wouldn't, I wouldn't go through all the trouble and of all these different channels, except for what you just said is that I just really love talking about music. So it's worth the effort and I don't mind people not replying to me at all. So, so it works out. All right. Well, in the future, I hope everybody responds and makes your life easier. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, anyway, do you want to do a couple fun, quick questions? Sure. Okay. First one is, do you have any pets? I have no pets. Interesting. Is that because... You don't want one or you can't have one or a combination? Um, I've never thought about it. Um, I don't think it's ever made sense for my life just because I go on tour a lot. I mean, now it would make sense, but 
I hope to not be in quarantine for the rest of my life. Hopefully not. Yeah, and like I love I love my friends that tour with their animals, but that is just a lot of work that I don't want to do. Yeah. Like that sounds really stressful. And I've toured with with pets before and it can be can be difficult, but uh uh to those pets out there that are listening, uh, <laughs> I do love you. I just don't want to tour with you, and because I can barely, I can barely keep track of myself, and yeah. that's that's all I want to keep track of right now. That's fair. I got a plant though, and oh, that's nice. Yeah, this plant is kind of new to me. Like I've never, I've never taken care of a plant before, and it's going well, but it does. Like it does tell me, like I think I'm doing a fine job, but I, with this plant. But like, just see, like this is a plant that just needs water like once a week, and I'm like, okay, this is. I'm so <laughs> glad I don't have a pet to keep. To yeah, take care of right now. Yeah, it's funny know. you mentioned that. I actually just got a plant too. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's some type of small palm type plant. Forgot the technical name of it, but it's it's the same type of thing. It's like a water, water it whenever it's dry type of plant, which is like once a week or so. But I see that's make me a little nervous. I'm like, man, if I can't take care of this, then that'd be really bad. Yeah, like I I'm like looking up online. I'm like, is this normal for the plant to do this? And <laughs> and it's just like it's fine. But like, yeah, I get really worried. And also, yeah, like I'll like my. I have a, I have a roommate that kind of lives in the, in the house behind mine. So not quite a roommate, but a housemate, whatever. Yeah. But but she has cats. And so when she went out of town, I was taking care of the cats and that was really fun. Like I like taking care of other people's pets, Yeah. but yeah, I don't know. I get that. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Who is your biggest fan? Who is my biggest fan? Oh my goodness. Um Hmm. Uh there was like yeah, I mean uh there I don't know. I don't that's a funny question to <laughs> cuz I don't really think I know that I don't know this kid. You might not. Yeah, that's okay. But uh which sounds really funny to say. But there's yeah, there's just like a there's a couple kids that come to mind that I see whenever I go on tour, and um, and I always feel incredibly bad every time I see them because I'm like, oh no, I got to do a good job tonight. Like <laughs> this kid's here, and like brought brought their parent because they like needed a ride to the show, and the show's at this weird DIY spot yeah. and there's a parent here and like what do I do and then it's it's fine but of course I'm concerned as usual so I don't know sorry that's but okay I, no that's an answer for sure gotcha it's a fun question because sometimes well more times than not I find people say it's either their mom or their parents or themselves or if they do if they do have a biggest fan, like usually they know it. You, they, nobody often knows the name of the person, but more like you, like you just know there's this one kid or these two, couple kids that you always see. 
And so it's, yeah. fun, it's fun to give those people a little shout out since they care so much. I know, and I still don't even know their remember I, their name. You'll, it's you'll hard remember to, next time. You know what? You know what the issue is is it like, it's, and it's not my fault. But no, but <laughs> like I think that I can't keep track of people's like online names and their real names at the same. Not their real names, but like then their yeah, yeah. well their their names their that that whether whether they're like they're like cho- yeah they're chosen names like it's very difficult for me to like. I always think that it's their, I'm always just like, oh, it's like, oh yeah, it's like Matrix Fan 420. Yeah. But it's like, but I don't know your name because you change your username so much that yeah. you are no longer Matrix Fan 420. And I like don't even know how to like find you anymore. Now you're Fraser Fan 69. And I don't know. Like, I, I, that's a that's a modern day problem. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I yeah, not so there there's that part of me though where I'm just like, I don't know if I'll ever come across you again until you like something on my thing because and like and I investigate who you are because I don't yeah, I don't know. It sounds social media is weird. My brain does yeah. not work well with it i love i love getting email i love email i love getting <laughs> emails and that's that works best for me and so uh yeah i don't know that's okay i like email too it's straightforward Hmm. well what do you We've touched on a few things, but what do you enjoy doing besides music? We've talked about music a lot. What else do you do with your time besides work? I mean, I all I do is play music. I'm. It's I. I, w- I wish I had a different answer, but I wake up and I play music for like six hours, and and then I like take. I take care of things that need to get taken care of. And then I just come back to play music and that's, that's really it. Um, so that's okay. I used to skateboard, but then I broke my elbow skateboarding and I couldn't play guitar for two months. And I was like, wow, I can't do that again. Like I can't jeopardize. Yeah. So I can't jeopardize music, which yeah, I, I'm always, I used to skateboard on tour and like I used to, when I was on solo tours, I would go, I would just like go to skate parks alone and I was just like, like I would, yeah, I would just skate all the time as like exercise and whatnot. And yeah, I'm like, geez, I'm so glad nothing happened while I was like in Florida, like <laughs> far away from home. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I still skateboard, but I'm just the way that I'm just like not ambitious with it at all. I just kind of ride it and yeah, I'll just do ollies and I don't know. I just like, I just go for like no effort type skateboarding nowadays. That's definitely the safer way to go. That's all, that's all I've ever been able to do. So it's yeah it that was skateboarding was definitely like my first love so 
um, and then it then became music. So how how are you doing on time? Do you have like ten more minutes or? Oh yeah, I got the only thing I got to do today is record a demo. Okay, perfect. I didn't want to push you. Past. I know I said an hour, so I didn't want to go over without asking you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, uh, I'm in. I'm in no rush. Cool. So, in that case, would you like to play a game? Sure. Yeah. So I have this little game that I kind of created for the show. I've only done it a few times, but it's it's evolved a little bit. Basically, it's super simple. I call it Soundtrack to Your Life because I'm always, I mean, I'm a big fan of TV and movies and, and especially soundtracks. So basically the game is I'll read you a scene and then you pretend like you are the character in the scene and you choose a song that fits the scene as it as if it was like the background song in that movie okay uh, okay so you are going to describe a scene and then i am just like i'm just selecting a song basically yes or okay, okay. yeah whatever song comes to mind that like fits that scene okay sound good sounds good okay scene one it's a beautiful sunny summer day 75 degrees with a light breeze You're relaxing on a beach near Santa Cruz, California, with an iced beverage in one hand and a good book in the other. You're feeling completely stress-free, not a care in the world. Some nearby strangers accidentally throw a Frisbee into your lap, but it doesn't bother you. In fact, you jump up, toss it back, and join in. What song is playing? My my brain is broken. Uh, the only song, the first song that pops into my head is "Wide Open Spaces" by uh, by well, formerly the the artist formerly known as the Dixie Chicks, now just the Chicks. She has a yes, yes. She needs wide open spaces, room to make a big mistake. She but uh, that is not quite a beach song. So what is, okay. Yeah, I'm just going to go with that. That's the song that popped into my head. And it doesn't make any sense because they're not a they're not a beach band. I'm sure they've performed on a beach before, but that's my, that's my song. That is my song submission. I like so, that. No, I, I like it when it's not necessarily the most obvious choice, but it's more what, whatever popped into your head. Uh-huh. So that's perfect. Okay. All right. Well, the second one might be harder then. Okay. <laughs> I wrote the, I, well, I wanted some diversity. So this one might be hard, especially since you love positive, you know, warm pop music so much. This one's opposite of that. So okay. that might be better. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Scene two, it's dark and cold. You're surrounded by nothing except concrete walls. You're all alone. They don't trust you around the other inmates. You're in a maximum security prison convicted of murder. The sad reality is you were framed. You're, se- you're serving 25 years to life for a crime you did not commit. What is the song that is playing as you cry yourself to sleep? Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, my brain is broken. That's the okay. Only, the only song that I can think of, uh, there, the, well, the first song that popped into my head, um, 
was the uh, uh, it ain't me, babe, it ain't me you're looking for, which is not the I think because you said it was framed, they, they were framed. Someone to open each and every door, but it ain't me, babe. No, 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 it ain't me, babe. It ain't me you're looking for, babe. But that's, yeah, that's a very uh, kind of upbeat song. Yeah. No, that works perfectly then. Uh, upbeat yeah. song for like maybe a, even though it's like upbeat sadder song. I don't know. Yeah. But, There's some juxtaposition there, which yeah. I like. Okay. We'll go with that. No, there's good answers. There's no pressure also. If you okay. can't think of anything at all, that's okay too. Okay. There's only one more. I don't know why I feel like the stakes are so high. <laughs> the stakes are high. There is no prize and no punishment at the end of this game. Pride, prize and punishment. That's a, that's a book title. Okay, scene three. It's the World Series. You've dedicated your entire life to the game of baseball for this moment. It's game seven, bottom of the ninth, two outs, bases loaded. Your team is down by three, and your hometown fans anxiously await their final chance of redemption. It's you. You're up to bat. A home run would win the game and the series. Anything less might not be enough. What is the song playing as you walk up to the plate? Hmm. Well, I guess just because I'm going with the first songs that pop into my head, Fly Like an Eagle is yeah. the song. Yeah. Uh, the, specifically the Steve Miller band. I know there's been plenty of covers and... Um, there's uh, oh no, there's probably one in like Space Jam, but I'm not, is, yeah. okay, yeah. But I'm I'm think I am thinking of the Steve Miller band version, for sure. I like that. Uh, yeah i do love i do love songs about baseball though i'm trying like uh i love songs that mention baseball i don't know much about baseball like i i i think i'm like a bad baseball fan because i only watch the games that are like uh where i like i think i only like i don't watch like i don't often watch just like the regular games i don't yeah. kind of watch the games that are like really leading up to the world series. And then I rarely watch the world series for whatever reason. I think I'm more interested in who gets into the world. Series. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but I like, um, yeah, there's there, songs that mention baseball. Paul, Paul Simon has a good song about baseball. It's a really kind of weird, sad song about baseball. Um, Oh, put me in coach. Yeah. Center, center field. Center field uh, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That song, song blows my damn mind. Yeah. So. Anyway, that was in that was in honor of World Series starts tonight. So if you do want, to oh, does it really? Yeah, it's on tonight. That's kind of what inspired that scene. I was like, oh, World Series on tonight. I'll I'll write one about that. Who's in the World Series? It <laughs> is the Los Angeles Dodgers versus okay. the Tampa Bay Rays. Okay, I didn't pay attention at all. This. Well, it's been a weird year. Yeah. No. No kidding. But. I mean, like, I, it's funny that I was just like, oh, I only watched the games leading up to the World Series. And it's like, just happened. <laughs> yeah, it just happened. It's like, 
immediately just like what I said was like kind of not not that it was it's been historically true just not this year I guess yes yes exactly and I I agree with that sentiment in that the games leading up to the World Series are kind of almost more interesting than the World Series itself yeah there's kind of something about the yeah I mean for there's just something about it yeah the it just like there's a certain type of energy about it that is really fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, it's that, I mean, there's these guys out there kind of the, the uh, emotion I wanted to capture is just like these people have dedicated their entire lives to get to that world series. And they're just, they're just putting it all out there and they care. They care so much when you like look at their faces yeah about getting to the world series i mean like once they're there like they want to win but i think even more so just getting there and getting a chance to play in it is like it's just written all over their faces and there's this whole storyline happening as you watch the game and like hear about the about the players and stuff totally absolutely yeah yeah i feel like a big moment in my life was when the diamondbacks won the 2001 2001 world series that was like that was big that's yeah i mean yeah i I grew up in arizona and that was like i remember like calling my friends and family like when they won as just celebrating i just kind of remembered a weird thing that i about the world series that when when they won when they won for some reason For some reason, my I was I was watching the game with my dad and on TV, and my dad doesn't like or like at the time like he like didn't drink at all. Like I think he was like kind of in this weird phase of kind of being an ex Mormon a little bit, or where you're just like, well, I haven't been drinking, but like there's not really any reason to start, and I think there's like some weird guilt that people feel. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so he's like, he's for some reason has been hanging on to these bottles of Coca-Cola, like the way that people would hang on to like old, like wine or alcohol. Yeah. And so, so he pulls out these dusty Coca-Colas and he's like, let's celebrate. (laughs) (laughs) And we drank this old flat, like not right coke and i don't know that was really funny that's that's good yeah and just yeah just there's something very like weird about it but it it was fun yeah i don't know what i don't really understand i think there's like I don't, yeah, I don't really know what my dad's intentions of saving the Coca-Cola was. Yeah. But, and now that I think of it, I feel like there were like, there were like Suns logos, like the, the basketball team on, on the Coca-Cola. Like, so it was like some, probably some like promotional yeah. thing Suns. But why was my dad's, why did we drink the Suns Coca-Cola for like something not, basketball related i don't know anyway that's a loaded memory there there's a lot to unpack yeah i like it yeah i should have yeah should have left it at the dusty coke 
No, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, we'll see who wins this year. Maybe I'll, I'll celebrate. Yeah. I'm going to celebrate with a Coke either way. Yeah, you're sponsored by Coke, right? Oh, of course. That's good. They give you probably uh, at least a few few thousand in uh, in uh, advertising. Oh, more like a few million. million. Dang. <laughs> so, who are you want? Who do you want to win? I okay. I grew up in Orange County, Southern mm. California. Okay. I'm, so I'm a big uh, Angels fan. They play in Anaheim, even though totally. they're, they're called the LA Angels, but they play in Anaheim. I've always wondered about that. Yeah, it's stupid. Uh-huh. But for some reason, that's how it is. Uh, so, I mean, there's kind of this like crosstown rivalry with the Dodgers. It's not really real. It's more of a marketing ploy, but... That makes sense. But they basically, I mean, most... Angels and Dodgers fans will feud a bit. So I generally root against the Dodgers, even though that doesn't, oh, it makes I, sense because of like the marketing, like wants us, it want, they want it to be a feud so that just more energy and more attention, but really it doesn't make sense because they're from the same area. So I should root for the Dodgers from being from SoCal, which is where I'm from, but uh-huh. really I root against them pretty or- aggressively. <laughs> I I like that. I love that you you went in a totally different direction. <laughs> I thought you were like setting this up. You're like I see through this this veil, and I so I'm rooting for the Dodgers. But no, no I, you you I go with it. <laughs> well, that's like the it's like in baseball's best interest that you root against the Dodgers. Like it, that's kind of what yeah. keeps things interesting, almost. That's true. So cool. Yeah. That's great. And I, I will them. say, I think the Rays are a cool team. Uh, they're like Tampa Bay, Florida. They're very like low budget team. So, and the Dodgers are obviously one of the highest budget teams. Totally. Yeah. In LA. So, so rooting for the Rays is really like, you know, is you're, you're rooting for the underdog. And I almost always choose to root for the underdog in all situations. That's good. Well, that's a, uh, do you feel like it's a good match? Like I, like, do you feel like, um, like I, I just don't, I really don't know much about the Rays. Like, do you yeah. feel like. They're a very uh, good team. Yeah. It's a good match. Is it, do you feel like people like other fans, like, like, it, are they, are they a team that like people have an opinion on? Uh, kind of, I think people think they're good despite not having any like star players. It's been kind of, that's been kind of the trope about it, which most fans like, I believe is that they've been able to do it with like a ragtag team of, you know, misfits. Totally. Whereas, but I do feel like the media, like the sports media is the opposite of, they like to have their big star players that they can focus on and talk about. Exactly. Yeah. That's like what, that's like their bread and butter. Of, exactly. Like, so where they make money. Yeah. It is. It's honestly, I think it'll be a fun matchup. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's totally, uh, 
That is that does sound like a cool matchup then. Yeah, I feel like that is the 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 cool thing about these types of games is like uh even like if these are really are if these are really good games. Yeah. Like it, like I mean whether or not they win or lose, I think the the Rays like they have like opportunities to like make some star players. Like if Yeah. As it's it's funny to be like, yeah, it's kind of nice that there's no star players, but like, it is cool if they made some star players. Like, there's that kind of weird thing. Like, like it, I'm sure the I'm sure the players on that team would love some notoriety. Yes, so, I think you're and, exactly right. Yeah, and I think I'll say that it's already happened a little bit. As you said, the the games leading up to the World Series are super interesting, and they definitely were for the Rays who played um, against the Astros in the last series. Mm-hmm. And they had this one guy, his name is Randy Arena, And I had, I had never heard of him before. I don't think almost anybody had. And he just like, he just went off. He just had like a monster series and hit seven home runs and had like a gazillion hits. And nice. basically he did what you were just describing. It was like he just stepped up and, and became a star. I'm sure he's been good for a long time and we just didn't notice. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that happens all the time. It's like, it happens in music all the time where yeah. I, I, I feel like it's so funny. Like I, I just feel like so many of my friends are so amazingly talented, but very few of them get like the recognition that I think that they really deserve. Absolutely. And so it is kind of this thing where it's like, but I have seen friends as soon like do what they've always been doing but the second that they step onto like they get like a slightly like as soon as they're people are exposed to them it's like people like them and that's the thing it's like well people if people were paying attention they would like you like i don't yeah. know i don't Absolutely. know i'm making all kinds of wacky i got i got a new microphone i feel like it's picking up on the some wild mouth noises uh oh i didn't notice any oh good all right well now you'll notice every single one well yeah oh boy you just ruined everything do we have to start over yeah i mean we should probably just throw that last hour and 20 out we'll start over okay so what'd you have for breakfast bread I yeah, that's a funny one. Okay, I had this olive bread with just bread, bread and oil. Okay, okay, okay. I'll I, stop it before it goes too far. What'd you have? You had you had you had a bagel with cream cheese of avocado, spam, and was there something else? No, that was it. That was it. Okay. How did you know? Uh, I made it for you. <laughs> We've actually been recording this whole conversation from the same place yeah i mean just in separate rooms obviously for for like noise purposes but yes yes that would explain the construction happening in both of our apartments yeah so the to to anybody who's really pieced this episode together they they knew they could tell they yeah if you if you could if you really thought about it you could connect the dots that we were in the same locale Yes. You know what? If you reach out to me and you uh, explain how you connected the dots before we revealed the true story, I will, I will send you a t-shirt. 
perfect way to kind of wrap things up then. I think I've, I've taken enough of your time. I've enjoyed chatting with you. But uh, I'll ask you the last, the last couple things are just housekeeping notes. At the end of every show, I always ask if you would be so kind. You don't have to. But if you would recommend another band or musician or just musically creative person who you think would be a good future guest for the show that I could potentially interview. Yeah. Um, a few people come to mind. You could say a few, yeah. Whatever you want. My friend Zach Burba does a band called Ihi, and Ihi is spelled I-J-I. And Ihi is the band that really like made like they were like the first like DIY band that I was like obsessed with. Yeah. Um and also from Arizona and and we're, we're friends, but like Zach, Zach was like a, and still is like a, a hero of mine. So EG and I'd recommend Zach Burba. Um, I would also recommend my friend Kate who does a band called belly belt and belly belt is off the hook. An incredible, cool. incredible project. And somebody that I feel like is just a superstar. And so I'd, I'd recommend belly belt. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'll just, I'll just stop there. Those, those are, those are two friends of mine that I think, uh, um, I don't know. Yeah. Where can people follow you? I know as you don't really like social media that much, but I, I mean, I'm assuming I know for a fact your music's on Spotify. It's on all the streaming platforms, social media. Where's where's maybe the place you're the most active for people to follow you? Probably Instagram um, at Diners Music. And yeah, I mean, that's probably the that's the only that's the only social media app that I keep on my phone. The other apps I delete. I, I have to download, I try to limit the way that I use them. And so I download them every time that I use them. And then I delete them when I'm done using them that. Yeah. That. So I guess that, yeah. is the only one that I like have on my phone at all times. And uh, yeah, so Instagram, I'm, I have a Facebook, but uh, there's, I'm apparently there's a, uh, there's a, Pro, uh, a company that in Pakistan called Diners that is an apparel company, oh. and now my it's very confusing. I get a lot of people messaging me about like needing refunds for clothes that they buy, <laughs> and so oh, I'm man. like having trouble. I think I'm just like I'm at the point where like I'm just I think I gotta get rid of it. Yeah. Anyways, I what am I talking about? So How, Instagram yeah. is probably the Instagram, best. Email me at the desk of Tyler Broderick. That is my name. Uh, at, or at gmail.com. The desk of Tyler Broderick at gmail.com. If you really want to talk to me, but you want to follow me at Diners Music on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And 
I am going to be doing some live streams every Friday. Um, so stay tuned for oh, that. If you great. like, if you like watching live music on your phone, <laughs> it's, it's all we're left with at this point. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. If you thought, if you thought I was a very well thought out, like well-spoken, not long-winded at all person, uh, you're really, really going to like these live streams. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Is is there anything else you want to just add in at the end as we're pretty much at the end now? So if there's anything you want to say or didn't get to say, I always like to just check before I, before I end it. I think, I think I've, I've said my piece. Perfect. Me too. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, Tyler, it's, it's been a pleasure. Keep making cool shit. Keep doing what you're doing. Are we allowed to swear on here? Oh, oh, fuck yeah. Okay, I'm. Just, I uh, I'll still keep it PG. No, yeah, we can. I was, I was. Don't bring it up, but then people ask, and then I say, "Fuck yeah," <laughs> and that makes me happy. All right, let's. Uh, well, I. I'll, you know what? It's taking me too long to think of a swear word to say, so I'll just uh, I'll, I'll just have to get rid of that idea. That's okay. You you keep it PG. I'll just sit here in my my profanity and my my filth. Sounds good. <laughs> okay, we always we always end with a high five, so I'll count uh-huh. down three to one, and then we'll we'll high five. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Perfectly in sync. Yeah, that sounded good. That was good. Yeah, perfect with the with the disgusting monster machine outside of my apartment making the craziest weird noises. I apologize to the listeners. Oh, they love it. That's what they come for. You know, that's that's, what they, know, that's why they come. That's why they listen to uh, your podcast. Frankly, I had a feeling. It's I don't do anything else right, to be honest. You had a feeling that tonight's going to be a good night. And that's, that's all you, that's what you're going to give them. Just don't
Think this night could be so 